Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I'm very excited to be bringing yet another special guest to your ears. Today I'm speaking to Canadian medium Amy Brooks from Intuitive Rising, who you may know from a month ago, two months ago when I was on her podcast. So welcome, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really happy to have you and to talk about all of your work. And yeah, because you do a lot of different stuff. I've been around your website and having a look. You've got fingers in lots of pies. So I can't wait to pull them all out and have a taste. That sounds weird. I'm a busy bee. (laughs) You're welcome. So first of all, (laughs) first of all, Amy, the first question I always ask on my podcast, because I always want to know, how did you start? How did you get into this? How did I get into mediumship? Well, it's one of those things that for me, I can see that in hindsight, I've always kind of been very drawn and interested too. And I always, you know, now I would tell another, pay attention to those things that continually show up in your awareness or in your life. Um, So I've always been, I've always known that I had, you know, leaning towards the psychic uh, or having psychic abilities. I wouldn't have necessarily called myself a psychic um, back in the day, but I would have said that I was very tuned in. I would have said, you know, I have ESP, things like that. So I've Mm -hmm. always been tapped in that way. Um, but in terms of my mediumship connection, um, that happened, things started to happen in like late 2016. So I had my third baby then. Um, and I made a really good friend at this time who some of you may know, you may not even know her. Her name is Natasha Mack. She is also a, a Canadian medium. Uh, her and I got to be really good friends. We were expecting at the same time, our last babies and her mediumship, her psychic abilities developed in this time. And I really feel like being friends with her, being her guinea pig. So she would practice all her readings on me really started to speed up and accelerate my own kind of abilities as well. So things were happening. I certainly was experiencing what I now know was spirit and spiritual visitations. Uh, Like if I'd hang out with a friend, I would just kind of pick up on something. But the real thing happened in January of 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, I live away from my parents. I live about 1500 kilometers away. Um, And my dad went in for routine kind of day surgery, left the local hospital. And after he was, um, you know, he was cleared, he was good out of the hospital. Sorry, he wasn't out of the hospital, but he was in recovery. He developed some unforeseen complications. 
So just a series of random things began to happen. And so he was in the hospital for six days. And on that last night when he was supposed to be released the next morning, he passed away. Oh, very early. Yeah. Sitting in the chair, you know, the little hospital chairs. Yeah. Sitting there, wait with his backpack, waiting for my mother to pick him up. And my mother found him. And at that point, we think he might have been gone about 30 minutes or so. Alerted the staff. They came rushing in, um, worked on him for like a half an hour to get his heart beating again. And at that, they did succeed with that. But I knew that he was gone. You know, it was just his body. His heart was beating. They put him in ICU so that the family had a chance to say goodbye. And I had to do that over the phone because I didn't live close by. Uh, and everyone said to me, you know, you're never going to make it here. You're never going to make it here in time. I think it's best you say goodbye over the phone. And then, you know, if you want to try to make it here afterwards, you can, but I think you should do this. Mm-hmm. So I did. And in those moments, I mean, you can never prepare yourself for that, but, um, you know, I said what I could say and had to say. And in those moments, as I was saying goodbye to my father in my mind's eye, I was being shown the room that he was in. So it felt like a bird's eye view of him in the bed. Wow. Um, as if I was like seeing it through his own, like his own spirit's eyes. Like I could see his body in the bed. I could see the machines. I could see the door number. I knew what the door number was. I knew what the nurse's name was on the whiteboard. I knew what the weather was like outside. And I knew who was in the room and what they were wearing. And after I said goodbye, I remember sharing this, like I was on speakerphone afterwards with the other people that were in the room. So my siblings, my mother, and I, I kind of was mentioning what I was experiencing, but all of us were kind of in an out-of-body experience because yeah. of this traumatic event. So none of us were really like taking it very seriously or putting too much stock into it at that moment. But I knew what I had experienced was my dad's spirit. And he was showing me that he was what he was witnessing. Um, And some of the messages that came through for me from him was, I don't want to go, but I have to. And we all do have that time and none of us know when it's going to be, but when it's time, it's time. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was my time. And so he made me, you know, feel at peace about this passing, even though it was traumatic and unexpected because it was, was going to happen anyways, is what he made me feel. I get chills as I say that. Um, And then he said, you know, the doctors are going to say I'm going to pass today. But in keeping with his personality, which was very, uh, you know, he had a very strong, stubborn kind of personality. He's like, you know, this is me. So I'm going to fight like hell. So I'm actually not going to leave until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But they're not they're not going to believe that if you say that to them, they'll say, no, no, no. Couple hours at most. Uh, And he said, I want you to know that I'm around and I will never not be around um, and that you can communicate with me. And so that was a life-changing event and uh, opened this world up to me. Wow. Uh, and, and I always laugh. I think it's a really funny kind of cosmic joke um, when I tell this story because my father is now, um, he steps forward as like a guide, especially around my mediumship. I feel like he helps me with my business and making connection with, with people. But he was the biggest skeptic. and if I would talk about stuff like this or my mom and I might like watch somebody online doing this work he'd be like these are like looney tunes right he thought it was absolutely ridiculous so you know I remember one of the first things I said to him in spirit was who's laughing now who's laughing now dad (laughs) I love it because you get uh you get links like that don't you when you're working and you know their loved ones like I'm hoping they'll come in but they didn't believe in this and this 
it's normally know. a man <laughs> shuffles yes. in with a kind of yeah I thought it was a load of crap uh, yes. and yet I want to talk to my daughter so mm-hmm. can I please speak to her please and you're like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah we know <laughs> that's yeah. an incredibly moving and thank you for sharing that story because that's a lot you know it's a lot that situation that surprise and that shock of that passing do you feel like because of your dad's personality because often I find when I'm working evidentially with people that have passed in very quick unexpected circumstances their soul often sort of communicates that's how I wanted to go I would not have wanted to go in a drawn out kind of fashion do you feel like that is your dad Or versus like having a very long drawn out illness and suffering. Yes. I do feel like that. Yeah. Amazing. And so he's still working with you now and overseeing Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Anytime I have a reading with someone, they'll say, I smell burning wood, which I, this is the way that he comes through. It's the smell of campfire. Right. And they'll go, Oh, dad's here. Right. And the same message, the same kind of things will come through. Like he's working as a guide for you. He's doing behind the scenes work. Um, I really feel like my dad and I, we definitely had some sort of soul contract. Now, the interesting thing is I talk, you know, about this experience and this connection to my dad. That's so beautiful and lovely. But my dad and I had a very challenging relationship in life. My dad was not the kind of dad that I wanted or necessarily like needed. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was not emotionally there or there was always a disconnect. It always felt awkward. You know, it wasn't the kind of relationship where you're like, I love you. It was always awkward. I wanted that. Yeah. But we felt awkward around each other. And, um, you know, there's been so much healing in communicating with him and feeling his own spirit. Because there's like no secrets when you connect to spirit or, or if spirit connects with each other, like, you know, that they see each other transparently and yeah. there's like a deep understanding, even if, you know, maybe it wasn't something ideal that happened, but you, you get the person. Yes. And I feel like he gets me and I get him now. So the relationship has rep- repaired and healed itself. And I realized that, you know, he just had trauma and he had things and, and that was part of his life path, but we're actually way more similar than I ever thought we just express it in different ways isn't that interesting and that I suppose must really help you in your mediumship as well because you do get those sitters who really want to hear from someone but equally don't want to hear from them at the same time because of the relationship or like I've had in a demonstration where I had someone yeah, no one was taking it and people were trying to take it and they were saying, yeah, but I can't take this. And I was like, no, this is right. And yeah, I could take it, but I can't take that. And I was like, no, I've got to hold it. And then someone goes, oh, it's me, but I don't want to talk to him. And you can understand then all aspects of that very complicated Mm -hmm. choice in healing, because you could have chosen to say, I don't want you as a guide. I want to talk to you. Yeah. 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 Wow. I don't want your help. And what about the the rest of your family? Because then they have watched this be this trigger and this springboard in a complete change. What did you do before mediumship? So my background, like my education is in psychology. 
so I always had a plan to like be a therapist, but then like baby number one and baby number two happened. And I was a stay at home mom for many, many years. Um, I've worked in healthcare, but like as in an admin kind of way, an yeah. administrative way, human resources, community health, always been very connected. It's funny. I've always worked in a hospital. Uh, whenever I have worked, I've worked in a hospital. I've always been drawn to that energy, but like didn't ever want to be a, like a frontline worker or a nurse. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I was a stay at home mom at the time that this happened. Which is the hardest job in the world. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Give me time, any job other than that. <laughs> I know. And at the time, my youngest was only two years old when this uh, all began for me. So, yeah. But I also feel like that allowed me, for, just for my own personal path, allowed me to kind of have that time to process and to absorb and really kind of tinker and work with it. Yeah. Um, because my oldest two were in school at this point. So I just had my little guy and he was very independent and just kind of like to do his own thing, even though he was a toddler. Um, you know, if I had been working full time or, you know, very busy, otherwise I might, I always say like everything happens for a reason. I, I truly believe that for me at least. So mm -hmm. maybe I wouldn't have, um, maybe I wouldn't have had the awareness or been as like open to receiving that information. I don't know. Who knows, right? Yeah. Um, my family has been, my mom is very interested. The first reading I've ever done actually was for my mother. Oh, wow. Um, I've done readings for my siblings. Um, everybody's very interested in it. Nobody was kind of like, oh, you're nuts or you're crazy. It's like, okay, that's Amy. That's what Amy does. And everybody's been interested in it. I do believe that this comes um, through my, my mother's line. Um, my mother is quite intuitive, but doesn't fully feel confident in it but I see that in her and her mother my grandmother who just recently passed away uh she was very intuitive and I've known right from the get-go when this started I'm like this comes from nanny wow. and I'll tell you about four years ago she just randomly told me out of nowhere you know um did you know that my grandmother who raised me so this is my grandmother telling me about her grandmother was a medium and a tea leaf reader and I said excuse me you're just telling me this now yeah what and she said, yeah, she used to, you know, like have people would come in at night through the side door and I'd pretend I was in bed, but really be sitting on the stairs, listening in on what was happening. And I'm like, tell me, wow. um, but that really confirmed that like link through that maternal line. Um, because my grandmother would always say that we had ESP, um, as my mom and I always say to each other as well, but there's more than that. <laughs> I love it. I love mm. it. Now, do you think that See, I love this because I was into psychology. I started a degree in psychology, which I dropped out of and then drank my student loan. But that's a different story on my, on Hannah's journey. But I was interested <laughs> in it. Mm -hmm. And um, the scientific nature and, you you know, if you've got a sceptical father as well, because recently I've been exploring on the podcast about the link between a healthy bit of scepticism actually pushing you a bit further mm -hmm. in your mediumship do you feel like your dad's spirit brings that do you feel like your scientific background brings that yeah I would I haven't thought about that but I would say that and I also I have gone on record in spite of saying a few times um publicly that although I'm open to this and I deeply believe there's also like a hint of natural skepticism with me which is why it's so important for me and why my intention has always been to be an evidential medium because I want that I want it for me, but I also want it for my client. Yeah. Um, I want that. And so I think it's a little bit of like, huh, 
or you know, there's always a moment after I do a reading where I'm I just do, you know, where did that yeah. come from? How did I do that? And we still get really excited when things come through. Yeah. Um, even though we're doing it every day, right? It's still sure. like, oh, like, wow, that was so cool how that came through. Or, yeah. Yeah. And that sort of so soul-destroying, fun-sucking element of pull it all apart. Was it good enough? Was it evidential enough? You know, especially I find in demonstrating, you know, was that specific enough that it is that person in the room that it resonates with yeah. and taking it to that next level. So I love that you've got your dad on your team helping you out with that as well. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you were a non-believer dad, give me the evidence that would have made convinced you. Let's see it. Bring Absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I love it. Now, you are a published author aren't you amongst your many hats that you wear tell us about your book (laughs) I wear wear a lot of hats and you know I used to that used to be an insecurity of mine that was part of my shadow I thought I was too flighty I can't stay with anything I've got my hands in too many pots which means I can never really master or become an expert in any one thing because my brain is like a recently my spirit guide said Amy your brain is like a six lane highway and I don't want you to stay in one lane weave in and out right? Do it all. Um, So I've learned to see that as a gift. Um, Yeah, the journey into authorship, that's, if if you would have asked me when I was 10 years old, what do you want to be when you grow up, it would have been a published author. Um, I wanted to be a novelist, for sure. Uh, Journalism was exciting to me as well. In fact, when I started university in the first year, I was in a public relations degree. And I took a first year psychology and fell in love. And that was the end of it. I had to do psychology. Um, but I've always wanted to be a published author and I I have a tendency to get overwhelmed with like the steps of how to make things happen. Right. It's like, I'll get all excited. I'll have all that energy of like, I'm going to do this, but then it's like the, how to figure out how to do it is the thing that stalls me. So that's something that I really have to work through. Um, but I, this, this, I think it was all synchronicity. I do, I do see this, but there was, um, something randomly, somebody randomly showed up on my Instagram feed one day. Uh, and she happened to own a company called the great Canadian woman. And at that time it was a podcast as well as she had like a book series where she was taking stories of Canadian women who were doing, you know, exciting, amazing things in their own field. And then bringing them to the public through a podcast, decided to do a book series I started following her because I thought she was hilarious, just as I started following you because I thought you were hilarious with your videos I would see on Instagram (laughs) and realized that she had this book series and the second, the second edition, she was looking for authors for the book. So I, uh, I was leaning towards doing it. And then another friend of mine, who's also a Canadian, uh, was offering like a card pull on Instagram you know, when people are like, yeah, yeah, just comment and I'll pull a card for you. So I said, yes, please. And she pulled up, this is a little bit of synchronicity because I know you had Rebecca Campbell on the podcast recently. Yes. One of Rebecca Campbell's cards she pulled for me. And I, I think the card was something about leaping or a portal and like saying, yes, I can't remember the exact card. Um, and I, I took that as a sign. Okay. I meant to do this as a saying, yes. And the choice is yours. Essentially was a card like that. Yeah. So I decided to do it. And so um, that it was about a six month process of, um, you know, slowly writing. It's a, it's a, a book. It's a chapter that I've published. So it's a book, like a collaborative book. Series. Yeah. Lovely. Um, yeah. And I, I channeled that information. I know I did. Wow. Because I sat down 
And I'm telling you, some people were taking months and months and months to do it, right? I sat down in an afternoon and wrote the whole thing. It just flowed out of me. Even the name of the chapter came to me intuitively. I named it Running Towards the Dragon. Wow. And I did that because uh, the dragon for me represented the things that kept me small. Yeah. And my it, the, the story is about my lived experiences with anxiety, postpartum, but also throughout my life and grief and miscarriage and how I, you know, dealt with all and coped with all of those things and how I learned that, you know, the dragon, all those challenges in my life was really there to help fuel me and push me forward. It wasn't there to take over. It wasn't there to lead me astray or to harm me. It was there to kind of wake me up. Um, wow. So that's what I wrote about. And I'm, I'm actually working on my own book right now. Um, it's in the baby stages, but I'm going to publish my own, my own uh, book uh, very soon. I'm hoping in the next year and a half, because I have a goal for age 45 and I'm 43 and a half right now. Oh, the heat is on. The heat is so on. <laughs> Good. And is that book going to be a biography? What Do you know what it, the theme is it, yet? Yeah, I have a, a title. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that mum for a yeah, little bit sure. longer. I have a title. It's going to be um, like my own story uh, and, and even stories throughout um, like client stories and things that have happened, but also there's going to be teaching in it. Right. So Amazing. I wanted to be able to help people. So yeah. there might be things on the Claire's, you know, and then I'll share a story of how how it works how that works I think I'm going to weave teaching with my own personal story amazing good mm -hmm. sounds mm -hmm. fabulous Thank um you. good luck Thank I you. am also writing a book and it's it's certainly a labor of love isn't it it really is yeah oh yes good well that's really good now I saw on your website that you had an NDA aged six yeah can you tell us about that and what that did to you for you yeah so I always jokingly say that I must have like a an angel sitting on my my shoulder because honestly you could make a lifetime movie about things that have happened to me in my life especially in the first 20 years um where I could have died and I didn't um I recently learned that I have Jupiter in my 12th house in my astrological chart and often people will say that people that have Jupiter in the 12th house have literally have a, a guardian angel um or someone that would keep them very safe there's that little stroke of luck like huh you're 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 safe uh, and I think that's totally true because I think I'm on my eighth life when we talk about the nine <laughs> lives cats have nine lives um so I was six about six and a half or so it was a weekend my mom was like cleaning the house uh or something like that and I remember so vividly she put on Annie you know the original Annie from like oh, yeah. four or five on tv and she gave me a snack and it was ants on a log do you know what ants on a log is? yes that yeah. is now that is a bit of synchronicity. If you'd asked me yesterday, I would not know what ants on a log is, but oh. I saw it on a meme earlier and it's celery with peanut butter and raisins on it. Yes. Mm -hmm. This morning. <laughs> How weird is that? Very there weird. we go. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do know. Yeah. Sorry, carry Very on. <laughs> interesting. That's synchronicity. That, that's like yeah. the universe. Yeah. Connecting and speaking. Um, yeah. So she gave me that and she said, don't jump around, you know, make sure like sit up. She was always worried about me choking. Um, I don't know if I was like laying down or jumping around or what I was doing. The next thing I know I'm choking on a chunk of celery. 
and it's kind of blurry. I don't remember exactly what happened, but the next thing I know, I'm out on the front step of our house. We lived in a townhouse and across the street, there was a big high rise apartment building and she was giving me the Heimlich. And I, like I did with my dad, when my dad gave Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This bird's eye view of himself. I was getting a view, bird's eye view of myself. So this is, I, I, it was like, I was looking down on the scene and I could see my mom's face and I could see my face and I could see that my lips were purple. I could see that I was, you know, losing color. And she was like freaking out, you know, like she was panicking and trying to get this out. I remember going, help, help, help. And there was somebody across the street that lived in the apartment building that heard it, a nurse that was like on her way over. Um, but I remember in that moment, I could see everything. I could experience everything. I knew what was happening. I could feel my mom's panic. I didn't feel scared. And I also didn't feel anything that would have been going on in my body. So it's not like I was feeling the pain or, you know, the, the thing lodged in my throat. I was outside of my body. Um, and I remember feeling very safe, um, at the time in my mind's eye, like I experienced mediumship, I saw, you know, like a bunch of people around me, I could see them all surrounding me and they were older. Uh, and I didn't recognize anyone at the time, but, uh, one woman stepped forward, an older woman. And she said, it's not time you have to go back. I was like, but I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. Even though I didn't know her and I was only six years old. It was felt so safe. I didn't want to go. Yeah. It was like warm and float. It was like you're floating in warm air. That's the, how I can describe it. And everything was very bright color. I have a quote that spirit gave me. The first thing I ever channeled was this quote. Why live in black and white when you can live in technicolor? And that reminds me of this because it was technicolor where that wow. was. And um, the next thing I know, I'm back in my body, I'm coughing, I can taste the blood in my mouth. Um, and that was that, you know, we never really talked about it further. It was just kind of like, man, that was scary, you know, and it was like back to business. But we, I didn't talk about my experience with anyone. But after that, I got a little bit more like philosophical, I guess you would say for a child. Like, I remember standing in the school, like uh, a lineup, we had just come in from like recess or lunch, and we were waiting in the line to go back into school. I might have been in grade three or four. Um, and I was talking about reincarnation, <laughs> like talking about how I felt there was an infinite number, uh, or sorry, a finite number of souls. And we just, you know, we could be more than one person at one time in different timelines and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like a, such a clear memory in my mind. I remember talking about this and the other kids being like, okay, you know, like totally over their heads. But it was just like, I had this deep understanding of what happens. Mm -hmm. So I, so when I say like, I was a little bit of a natural skeptic, I just kind of wanted like, well, show me, show me, show me. It wasn't like, prove it, prove it, prove it. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like, show me more, show me more, show me more. Um, because I experienced what I believe was kind of the spirit world. Maybe it was the in-between. I don't know what it was, 
but I know I wasn't in my body anymore and I certainly wasn't afraid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So amazing. Absolutely mm. incredible. And do you believe that that was instrumental in making you the medium that you are today? Do you feel that that was a necessary process? I believe so. And I will tell you also, that is not the only time I choked in my childhood. I choked three more times. I almost drowned once. I was in a car accident once and I was almost abducted when I was a teenager. Um, This is when I say it could be a lifetime movie. Like I was walking to work when I was 17 years old in the dead of winter. Okay. This is like off topic, but not really. No, I love it. To work. I had my headphones on. I was listening to my Walkman. We're talking about the nineties here. Yeah. And it was, there was snow banks, right? So I'm on the sidewalk. There's a snow bank and then there's the road. And so I didn't hear anything. I'm a hard of hearing also. I will say that I uh, had my headphones on. Next thing I know is somebody's grabbing me from the inside of the car, grabs the pocket of my winter coat, le- like leaning out of the car to, to grab me. And because of the snow bank and because of the, my coat, my coat ripped, like the pocket basically like ripped off and I was pulled kind of in the snow, snow bank and this caused a, a commotion, right? And they took off. They took off as fast as they could. They didn't get me. And I went, I went to work. I was obviously like freaking out. I remember feeling like I was having an out-of-body experience and I called the police. And, you know, later I found out that they were some not so nice people that were trying to pick up girls for not so nice purposes. Those kind of things, like just weird things happened in my life. Right. Because oh, like, I have this weird vision right now, right, of being your spirit guide and being like, right, she needs to have an NDA and like trying to jam a bit of celery and peanut butter down your throat. So you choke like, yeah, it's, like it's. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> let's have her have this brush with death and this yeah. brush with death and this brush with death. And I really, truly believe that was all purposeful. And I also feel I was saved from it because it makes no sense that I would have that many brushes. With yeah. what potentially could have taken me and I I lived to tell the day and I was not seriously harmed or injured like you know like I definitely that I think about that often and I think about just how lucky I am yeah. to be here and, and and when I get down on myself or feel like not confident and like there's a reason I'm here there's yeah. a reason I wasn't taken you know it's not to be high on myself but it's just like there's a reason I'm here and it's to help I think this is what this is why I'm here yeah, and so behind well. stuff. But I just I just can imagine your guides like pulling short straws and going, yeah. Oh please, I jam I jam the celery in her throat. Don't make me line up the abduct- abductors and then be like, Well, someone's gotta do it, Harold. Come on. I know. <laughs> it's so funny you say Harold. That's funny. That's funny. Is it? Um <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Not um, my spirit guide, but yeah. Interesting. So mm-hmm. You do a huge number of different types of readings, but obviously evidential mediumship is your, seems to be your passion. Is that right? Is that the. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's like kind of the bread and butter. I get excited doing mediumship a hundred percent. Evidential mediumship is my thing. I just, it just feels so beautiful to be in the company of spirit. Doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I have trouble like. I have to set boundaries with myself because I have to be like, okay, the session is ending. I need to stop because I would just like like to be in that energy for way longer. Yeah, yeah. And the session is, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, yeah. that very much depends on the sitter <laughs> and how you're feeling. Yeah. You know what though? 
you so you do a lot of events so you're like with a lot of different people. yeah I mean, yeah I haven't branched out into the event yeah, like I've done virtual events I haven't branched out yet to in-person events um so mostly I work with one-on-one clients but when I started doing this work I was people sometimes are like man you just like kind of dove, dove right in right? It was like, yeah. you realize you're a medium. And then like two months later, you launch your business, like what the heck, right? And I didn't do any mentorship or anything. It just like, I'm just going to do this. This is what I can do. Um, but I think for me, I, I think that, you know, all of those things that have happened before prepared me for that. I also think that I've been probably doing this for many lifetimes. And that has come up in a past life reading for me. Uh, um, yeah, but this it does. I don't. I don't. I used to view it as kind of impulsive, like just jumping into that. But um, I don't know. It just felt so right. It felt. It felt so natural. Well, um, I mean, look at your reviews. It can't be. Yeah. It can't be bad, can it? You know. No. It's, it's, and oh, I forgot where I was going with that. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just no. realized the point of that story. It was, uh, and now at least my head again. Does that ever happen to you? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the more you work with spirit, because you have to turn your brain off to work with spirit. I know. And now I'm barely functioning. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm so scattered. It's like okay, there's the point. It drops back in, and then it leaves again. Yeah. Oh, I was afraid. People would say, "Were you ever afraid of working with spirit?" And I'd say, "No, spirit is lovely." lovely bunch of folks I love spirit it's the people the people I was scared of for sure as you should be right so I because I'm such a giver and I have trouble with boundaries and that's something that I'm working on I'm a bit of a people pleaser in recovery so I was afraid who was going to be attracted to you know to me and for me to do that service for them so I set my intention with God source the universe to um only have people that were aligned with my energy that were going to feel really good that was going to feel like that soul connection yeah and there's only been maybe three in five years that didn't feel like that and every time those three times that that has happened I'm like I'm learning something here spirits teaching me something here but every other connection has felt that ooey gooey like oh I just met like a soul connection yeah I am need I have set that intention now I don't advertise really or share that I'm offering readings for that reason because if you if you want to find me you'll you'll look me up and you'll know and want to work with me whereas I did fall into that sort of trap of promo 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 all the time and stuff like that and you create your own experience don't you that's right I don't do any of that either like I mean I'm on social media so people know what I do but I don't like do any ad paid ads or anything like that because I'm like if you're gonna find me you're gonna find me yeah yeah. yeah so I do do ads because otherwise you don't get bloody seen at all but I don't I know well that's what's happening right now with Instagram is... yeah so, I know yeah. yeah thanks Meta if you're listening mm-hmm. <laughs> um so <laughs> um now what is your top tips for somebody that's right at the beginning of their journey and learning to connect to spirit what advice would you give them a whopper I know that this work, like perceiving and connecting to spirit can be very different for each person, right? So Mm -hmm. I do not think there's like a one size fits all like manual for it. Um, I think mainly it's like practice, 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 trust, trust, trust. (laughs) That's so hard, right? It's like, ah, Um, for me, I think you have to get really comfortable with what you're doing. I think that when you're working with spirit, you, you face a lot of your own fears, even if they're unconscious and you face your shadow, especially if you're then take that connection and you create a business with it. Like your business is going to teach you 
where you need to grow very quickly. Right. Yes. Um, so for me, it's just like consistency practice. Um, shadow work is important. Like mm -hmm. Where do you feel that insecurity? Is there like a block that's keeping you? Some people will say, well, I experience spirit sometimes, but like not all the time. And that's what would have happened with me too. Like I experienced spirit for years through dreams. I've had yeah. dream visitations with loved ones where they were communicating with me and telling me things, but I didn't know how to turn that on when I was awake. Um, Absolutely. It was just like, I felt like I had to just wait for them to come to me. And the real key moment when things went, when I connected to my dad, what he made me realize is this is a two-way communication. So you don't just have to wait for you yourself to perceive me. You can initiate conversation with me. Love so it. some, right. So something that turned around for me, I was like listening to somebody, somebody invited me to like this one hour. Do you know who Lindsay Marino is? She's an American medium. No. Well, I hadn't, like, I haven't been mentored by her or anything, but she is a mediumship teacher. Uh, she was offering this free, like, Facebook Live. This is back, like, in, I don't know, 2018 or something. For lunchtime, somebody invited me. I joined the tail end of it, and she was explaining how to kind of, like, take evidence a step further. So it's like, okay, say you see a bicycle in your mind's eye, right? Like, you're, you're, you're initiating contact with your dad. Mm -hmm. You're thinking of him. You start talking to him. And then you see a bicycle. It's like, okay, don't just stop with the bicycle. What else is going around? What are you smelling? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Like use all of your senses and then just keep talking and keep being open to seeing what you're seeing. And it, cause it's a story, right? It's like, yeah. it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Um, and so for me, that really helped knowing that it was a two-way street that mm -hmm. we can initiate to knowing that you know, I, what, what I asked myself, what is the difference between me, like having like my dad just randomly dropping into my mind's eye yeah. versus me initiating contact with him? Mm -hmm. There's no difference. It's, it's yeah. the same, right? So for me, it was just practicing with that. Yeah. It was talking and seeing what happened. And, 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 you know, that began to happen with friends. So I remember the first time this kind of happened for me, I was, I was chatting to, it was, she was a, a, a new friend. Uh, we met in like a due date, due date kind of baby club. And uh, she, I knew she had lost her mother and we were chatting about something. And then all of a sudden in my mind's eye, um, I saw like this image. She showed me all these things, gave me smells. And so I just said the first time I felt brave enough to do this, I must've felt like inherently that it would be okay. Yeah. Cause I don't approach people randomly and do cold readings. Yeah. But in this case, I was just like, Hey, um, I, this is, I'm kind of experiencing something. I kind of feel like my, I'm like maybe a medium and things are beginning for me. I feel like your mom might be here. Is it okay? Like for me to tell you, like relay what I'm seeing, I can't promise anything. Right. But like, yeah. can I just share yeah. this with you? And she was like, Oh my God. Yes, please. So I, I shared these things with her and she's like, I was just doing that. I, like, it was like her mom was showing me like old basement stairs, going downstairs, doing the laundry, using the fabric softener, and then like walking back up the stairs and finding a dime on the stairs. So she was showing me all this in slow motion. She's like, Amy, I literally just went, I put, I still smell it on my hands. I literally just did that. And I found a dime when I was walking back up the stairs. And then I started talking to you. And so I was like, oh, you know, but it, I think sometimes it takes also feeling brave enough to share yeah, some sure. things with trusted yeah. people because Otherwise you'll just think it's, you're just making stuff up in your head. Like I thought 
for my whole life, this was my imagination. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why do I really see this old lady every time I connect? I see my friend. Like, why don't I just keep seeing this old lady in my head? I, I never connected it to be like, that's her grandmother. No. I just thought it was my imagination. <laughs> just a, a weeny no. bit nuts. I'm just nuts. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's I so funny that yeah like, yeah I wasn't ever going to share that but yeah it's so funny when you look back it's always when you look back you go oh oh okay. oh but when you're <laughs> in it you're just in it and having this weird experience and that's life and you carry on a bit like nearly choking to death having to have the Heimlich and then it just never gets mentioned again you'd think in those co- those moments would be brought up about it yeah you know every Christmas we'd you be like Thank God Amy's still here. Thank goodness. Never and, talked about it. Yeah. Never. And it's so funny you say that because in my first podcast episode, I tell my story and I tell that. And the theme of my life, which I, which I, you know, discovered through telling my story on the podcast is after each of these things happened, I would say, and then we never talked about it, you know, and like all these things happened and then we never talked about it. Right. So it's like, so this is why I'm here. So we can talk about this stuff. Like yeah. we need to talk about it. Um, but that's the theme of my life. <laughs> just oh, okay, that weird thing happened. Okay, like let's like it's yeah. nothing. And it was I love it. So obviously you've got your podcast, Intuitive Rising. You're doing readings, past life, deep soul, higher self, inner child, and your tarot and oracles. So you do a lot of stuff. Mm. I think my opinion, and I know you didn't ask for it, but you're getting it anyway, Amy, is <laughs> okay. that. The, you know, there's there's obviously a point where you shouldn't stretch yourself ridiculously thin but actually yep. an interest in lots of different things you, know, you could be working on your card readings but that will help your evidential you can work on your evidential and that will help your uh, you know spiritual assessments or your deep soul mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're working on so I find that the it, it all interlinks it's the more you do it's not out of balance if that makes sense no they're all connected yeah. like one helps the other and I just like I look at this I have this on my desk it's a say yes to yourself I say yes to myself so when I get excited about something I'm like okay do you know anything about human design oh that is <laughs> nuts right oh my god the synchronicities <laughs> we are having I went for lunch with Amanda who's my friend who everyone knows about from the podcast we were at lunch three hours ago and she was talking to me about human design what were you gonna say about human design Amy I'm I like geek out on human design. I've been geeking out on human design for three plus years now it is something that eventually I might offer you know I'm also learning astrology I have all these things happening in the background they all connect so I'm a five one when you do your human design yeah you can go to my body graph mybodygraph.com there's a free you can do your free body graph okay um I'm a 5-1 profile so that's like kind of there's different energy types right there's different there's it looks gonna look really complicated to you but honestly you can break it down in very simple chunks my profile is called the heretic investigator okay so it's like uh the one stands for the investigator which means that in order for me to see feel safe and secure in life I need to know all the things I need to dive deep I need to research and then my five the heretic needs to share but the five is the most projected upon profile so 
you know, whether you're held up on a pedestal as being like, oh, she's like a goddess. She knows everything. She's a savior. She can save me. Or she's going to hell. She's working for the devil, right? I'm going to get both of those as a five. Yeah. But needing to know, regardless, none of it has anything to do with you. So the praise or the the crap, none of it's about you. It's about somebody else. And you're just standing there like the mirror, showing other people their own projections about themselves and their own possibilities. So actually learning that has made it easier for me to stand, you know, tall in my mediumship. Yeah. I think it's really purposeful that I'm a five one in my mediumship because I'm like, of, of course, I would be projected on as a medium doing this work in person, in public. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what you are. Um, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to have to do it. And then I'll have to let everybody on the podcast know because they're yeah. all going to be wondering now. Yeah, I'm a five one emotional generator. That is so, I, I thought the ants on a log was synchronized, no. but now you've taken, and while you were talking, this beautiful orb came in on you and just went across the screen. If you're watching this on YouTube, you will have seen it. It was complete. I went, but you were mid sentence. You know, do you know how often people will notice, right? Cause my videos, when I record my podcast, go on YouTube, right? Yeah. Do you know how uh, any time, almost every time I record a podcast orbs show up. Now, I don't know if it's because like, I only do readings as of this time, because I haven't started doing public events in this office, in this chair. So I've made, it's almost like this is a little portal because I don't do readings anywhere else. So I feel like when I sit down, it's like, oh, you know, like all the (laughs) spiritual orbs. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a nod too, that that's something that I maybe should do because I'm super interested in it. Yeah. And I love it. I find it fascinating. And you know how that came, you know how that came to me? I'll tell you, I didn't know anything about human design. I was, this was like early 2020. I was doing intuitive guidance readings for people, which is like what I call a psychic reading, Yeah, but I I, I don't believe in fortune telling. So I, I word it as intuitive guidance. Like it. Let me guide you, you know, and intuitively to how to get this thing that you want or what, what's blocking you from that thing that you want. Um, so I started doing those. And in like a three month period, I was picking up on words that weren't familiar to me, like manifester, manifesting generator, projector, generator. And I'm like, what the hell? Right. And then there was like, uh, I, I was, I remember I said to somebody, I think your son might be a manifesting generator and he really needs choice. So, you know, asking him, do you want to eat the, eat this or this, or do you want to wear these shoes or these shoes I think would be really helpful. And then afterward, I, I I said, I think this has to do with human design, but like, I don't know anything about human design. It's like I'm channeling human design. Um, and then, you know, that client like Googled it, figured out her son's chart and was like, oh my God, Amy, he's an emotion. He's a freaking manifesting generator. That happened five or six times. Wow. And I went, okay, the universe is asking me to study human design. <laughs> I love so it. I started to, yeah, I started to um, study it. So fascinating fascinating Mm -hmm. wow well we're at time but you answered the next question which was what's next for you and I can tell there's you've got your fingers in new irons and irons in fire (laughs) fingers in pies there's something going on there um thank you so much it's been fantastic to talk to you obviously I will put a link to your website in the show notes so that everyone can come check you out and I've really loved talking to you I loved it too. It felt like a good energetic match and high vibe. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. 
As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.